Welcome yes. back to the the soft, Welcome. somber sounds of Best Boys. The boys who are the best. A film podcast by the Pitt Brothers. Brought to you by NPR. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I'm your co-host, Corey with a story, also known as Corey, joined by my brother. Slob. <laughs> That's it, just <laughs> slob. Mm, yeah, slob. What a wonderful name. <laughs> it's 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 uh it's uh Polish actually. Mm, Slavic. Slavic. Slavic? With a B? <laughs> <laughs> syllabic. It's actually <laughs> syllabic. <laughs> that sounds delicious. <clears throat> Alright, well, welcome back. We're here. <laughs> Pit Bros. We're doing it again. Number what nine? Yeah, yes. Boomfest yeah, part four. Boomfest coming to a close. The, the finale, finale, the Boomfest finale? We're here. Boom Boomfest. They went back to the island. There it is. <laughs> We're not going back to the <laughs> island. That's going to be next year. Next year is going to be Lost themed. And we're going to dress up like our favorite Lost characters. I will be John Locke, of course, because of my, you know, I got the hair for it. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Is that is that the guy who's on the cover of Hurley, the Weezer album? No, that's Hurley. Oh, okay. I want to be him. <laughs> Yeah, I, I thought Hurley. I like that album. Yeah, yeah. It's, he, his name's Hurley. Uh, <laughs> he's the namesake of the album. Wow. Yeah, I guess they, they must have really been in Lost Ten. But all right. Let me turn this down. Turn this music down. And we'll get to it. Let's get to this booming. But before we get to booming, we got news. We got hot scoop from our Hollywood insider. Corey, he with his story. <laughs> extra, extra. <laughs> Read all, all right. about it. <laughs> I'm gonna get a drop like that. Today's news. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we do need a soundboard. Let me make. Uh, we need it would make the professional is it would bring the, the the production quality up. Yeah, the soundboard would make it make it a lot funnier. But um, the all right, brought to you today. My sources: the Google RSS feed on my phone bombshell scarlett johansson sues disney over streaming rights or streaming revenue for black widow dun dun um which i it this apparently this is an open and shut case because from what i read that uh that she has an email chain with one of the execs over at disney that's just like Oh yeah, no, we're not we're like if if any, we're going theatrical only, but if it goes streaming as well, we'll let you know. And then they just never let her know, and so, or and then sent an email like if we were to switch, we would renegotiate and all that. And then they didn't, and so she's just getting her percentage of back end that she was supposed to be getting because it ended up going to both instead of just theatrical. So she's probably uh, missing out on like a couple million. Yeah, I did see this story actually in the news. I was just playing. I was just trying to you know play the the straight man role, I guess, uh, the silly man. But the um, yeah, that's kind of fucked up. That's pretty fucked up because uh, I mean I understand that things are gonna be fluid in terms of releasing, but you gotta you know do the right thing in terms of you know how you're compensating your people. Apparently, I saw Emma Stone is now looking into this as well because they did the same thing for Cruella. 
Yes, uh, and apparently also a lot of writers are considering going on strike again over this because they get similar back-end deals and that they're not getting anything from streaming. Um, and so yeah, this is kind of, you know, studios getting greedy. That's how it goes. They always just, they make billions in profits, yet they need more billions. So it's all about indie, man. Indie forever. Um, obviously, not for you, not you, but for everyone else, indie forever. Uh, <laughs> are you? Um, is, is there anything else? I, don't, I, I do go with the money. Do you think? Other than that, that was a big headline for the week. Um, do you think this will set some kind of potential precedent? I mean, it's got to happen with yeah, uh, yeah. the advent of streaming to being a thing for movies like new releases they have to f get that figured out yeah um so there's a, i think it's bound brothers, to happen eventually if they're going to do the shady shit oh for sure and according to warner brothers like their their hbo max simultaneous releases are going over extremely well honestly i really wanted to see dune in the theater but now i'm just like maybe i can watch it in hdr at home and that'll be that'll be nice um i went to the theaters yesterday to oh, see, what you see the green knight oh it's in theaters Yes, I saw it in theaters, and it was uh, well. Not to, I won't talk about the the movie too much because I think we won't do it next week. Tell us about the experience. I, we haven't been in the movies in, in what feels like years. Oh, I definitely really enjoyed the big screen, like seeing a giant screen. It's not as like the definition isn't quite there when you when you see it on a big screen. Um, like it doesn't feel like it's uh, any smaller screen. Uh, the resolution looks sharper. Um, mm. But uh, so like there is something lost there, but just seeing it, everything gigantic, you know, is it's yeah, it's really awe-inspiring, and the sound is really good, and the Green Knight in particular, particular had a really good sound design and um, score, so it really it made a big difference, and I was glad I saw it uh, in the theater. But nice. oh, yeah, I want to go to I wanted to go see Black Widow um, just because I've seen all the other Marvel movies, but. I just haven't gotten around to going to it. I, I reactivated my MCA list, so I need to I need to see at least one movie a month to make it worth it. Yeah, well, the Green Knight is. Uh, we should just do Green Knight next week. And pig, pigs in theaters. Uh, yeah, I'll, I want to do. We can do. Pig, we can do pig and Green Knight. The I'm water fine list. Um, but there's a, like a little list of ones. Well, Space Jam. I also wanted to do Space Jam. God, I'm terrified to watch it. Cause like a, we we as a gag episode, yeah. But um, that I will watch. I the, at home I, I my I listened to my brother, my brother and me the comedy podcast, and they talked about Space Jam too, and it was hilarious. So I am really <laughs> interested in seeing it. I'm just trying to get Riss in the you know the right mood at the right time to watch something terrible. Um, but yeah. Speaking of terrible, here's the Expendables. Let's talk about the Expendables. <laughs> Want to open with the Expendables? All right. Yeah, I we'll think I think movie. so. I think so. That's the order I that is the order I uh, titled it as. All right. Let me get my notes up. Ooh, we. God, what a movie! What a what a film! What a uh, I'm not gonna lie. What a piece of cinema! first take i the last time i watched this was back when it first came out on like vod and it seemed a lot cooler back then than it does now granted it was 11 years ago so that makes sense god damn we're that old 
Yeah, I remember this being a big deal when um, the first one. This is not the picture from the first one. Yeah, but yeah, but look at all those hunks. Is that Harrison Ford in there? Oh, yeah, I think he was in one of them. Uh, apparently, the third's the worst, second is the best, and first is just. There's one like... with the hairy, hairy chest. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Sorry. I wish I could tell my jokes without busting out and laughing. That's always been my problem. Uh, oh, yeah. Here we go. Here we go. You seeing this? Yeah, Randy Couture, one of the hottest action stars of the eighties. Hottest <laughs> actors of the of ever. Um, so yeah, this movie was uh enjoyable because I wanted to see the the well the how they're using all these people. But yeah. this movie was butt-ass. This may be the worst. I think this is the new worst movie we've watched on Best Boys. Yeah, I think I think I, I like Army spoil, of Dead better than this. I think I like Army of Dead more than this. It had much more um, endearing qualities about it. This is it has, the charm is in that you like all these actors and you like you know, you like everybody, and you just want to see them do stuff. But sometimes they rely on that way too much. Um, and uh, the, the church scene in particular I, is the one is the, one Oh, I just, I, I have written down for the church scene is just Arnie, Arnie drags his dick through the pews <laughs> and then leaves. <laughs> I, I wonder if they wrote how many lines are written down for that or if they just fucking winged it. Cause it yeah. certainly feels like a couple of guys who aren't that great at acting were winging it. It, yeah, it, it was just relying on. Oh, it's Arnold, Bruce Willis, Bruce. and and there's all these characters that are never come back and like. Um, yeah, Bruce it, Willis is on the poster and he's in it for fucking five five minutes. less than five minutes. Same with Arnold. I mean, Arnold's on the poster. Arnold's not on the poster though. That's the thing. That's the weird thing. Bruce Willis is on the poster. It makes no sense. He's church. He I think he's in the. He Mr. comes back church. in the second one, but then he he doesn't go back. He's not in the third one, and uh, I remember reading somewhere that he would he they offered him three million dollars for four days of work on the third or on either the second or the third Expendables, and he said no, he wants four million, and they said right, what year no. did this movie come out? Twenty ten. Wow, so it is the old, one of the old older, uh, it's older than the raid, right? Yeah, the raid. So is that's like a, that's what we're in a pre-raid. This is a pre-raid world we're living in right now. Whereas Kingsman and Atomic Blonde feel very much post raid or even or post John Wick, whatever you want to say, um, you can see that in the way those movies are made versus the way this movie is is made. When did Kingsman come out? Yeah, Kingsman. Kingsman twenty fourteen. Um, it definitely seemed. But we'll get to that. But I uh, I see the influence there. Yeah, this is bad. This is just just not good randy couture uh they have to have i noticed that they have so many <laughs> i know we just keep shouting his name there's so many scenes that are just like oh this is just so they have a reason to use this one person yeah and like they all get one moment to do something jet lee gets a couple moments but he doesn't ever win 
and they just insult him for being short and, and possibly they him, racist. They make him insult himself for being short. And possibly the, uh, racist. Uh, yeah, there is a little bit of Asian weird stuff going on here to Jet Li. I just, I just want to know why. Why did so? Yeah, Randy Couture. <laughs> The, 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 he has a, 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 a like a monologue about cauliflower ear and it's yeah, just like oh why God. did we need to explain why his ears look like that it's well the way i took it as and what because i remember the same thing it was just like a, a cauliflower exposition dump um the I wonder if it's because, like, hey, he's not one of the, like the action heroes like everybody else is. Maybe people don't know that he's a UFC fighter. Uh, so let's just throw a line in there to just be like, why the fuck does this dude have weird ears? Uh, for like the mainstream audience that doesn't watch uh, UFC or MMA at all, um, that's what, what I thought was my reasoning. That's what I thought their reasoning was for it. But it's just so dumb. It's so ridiculous. Yeah, it seemed like you're like treating it like he's got a fucking disfigurement. Uh, and he, it seems like I even got when, anus ears. Don't like, laugh. At me. I think that's why they have him wear a bucket hat to like help cover them a little bit. Like, right? It's got to be. It's got. Sylvester so Sloan just goes up to him like, "Hey, uh, Randy, uh, you, you, your ears are scaring the children." That's pretty good. Your Stallone's pretty good. We gotta have a your Stallone hang out with my Pacino sometime. <laughs> hey, Randy. <laughs> Your ears are ugly. Uh, ow, what is, you know, he's got feelings, man. <laughs> Fuck you! <laughs> uh, Great uh, ass, though. Randy Couture, oh. ass ears, ass eater. Great ass ears. <laughs> Great ass ears. <laughs> Terry Crews actually doesn't even get a full scene. But what they no. do is they sprinkle oh, whoa, they sprinkle his character a little bit. Like them in the very beginning you see him working on something. And then later he gets, on he gets yeah. to tell you about what he's working on. And then in the end you get to see him use what he's told you about. <laughs> and then that's it. That's it. Terry Cruz, that's it. Hero's I, journey. I just, the hero's journey of Terry Cruz. <laughs> it was so good. I, yeah, I'm just like you get Terry Cruz, why would you not get him to do the terry cruz like let him go nuts and scream and be like Funny. who he is um yeah he was like, like the, he, he was that, like the tech guy or something he's literally cutting people in half with his machine gun and he's silently though does not saying a word just like terminator style plowing through just da, 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 stepping forward um, it, it's it's weird that um so the way they use mickey rourke is also interesting because he's not on the team but he's like their he's like their like former member. He's like their Bosley from Charlie's Angels. If that makes yeah. sense, he's like Bosley. Um, but I think that they has they, throwaway lines. He has throwaway lines that him and Sylvester Stallone used to like work together, like or do. Yeah, like, yeah. I think uh, they allude that he used to be on the team, but but it's like I feel like they had to keep coming back to him be, because he's the only good actor out of everyone in this fucking movie oh he was great he was my favorite part of the that's movie. what they let him just fucking wax poetic about whatever and yeah. eat chew up scenery because it's just it it carries the load for everyone else that they don't have to actually give lines or act um randy couture's acting will actually like the few lines he got yeah. weren't terrible 
Uh, they get better as the movie goes on, if that makes sense. Like you could tell he got a he learned how to act as the movie was going. Because his opening stuff in the beginning cargo scene, like or the, not cargo scene. Um, oh yeah, it's in a shipping container, and the opening where uh, he he it, it sounds like a guy reading off the of a script for his, for his early lines. There was a couple lines, yeah. It's, it was it's not like he was reading off a card or something. Um. <laughs> Yeah, Jet, the, the the most egregious thing is the Jet Li was used terribly. Um, yeah, honestly, oh, yeah. who comes off look, looking the best in this movie? So Sylvester Stallone is the one that is basically the lead, quote unquote, yeah. of this thing, and has the most time. But I would say Dolph Lundgren is low. There's low key the the uh, the underrated, the hidden gem of this film. I think his performance is weird and it yeah. somehow works for me and it's very ham fisted and, and he, he seems to like get around pretty good for how old he is and, and Biggie, how fucking huge he is. The fight between him yeah. and Jet Li was absolutely ridiculous. Uh, terrible, terrible, but so yeah. almost so bad. It was good. Um, the, yeah. uh, with Dolph, it was like I, I, the only thing I really like wrote down about him, other than like I just like, I you know he's Dolph Lundgren, so I just I got the Dolph. But the at the end after he gets shot and everything at the end of the movie, he's just like patched up and it's like, hey, Gunner's back. <laughs> like no yeah. one cares the fact that he just tried to murder Jet Li. Yeah, it's... Sylvester's alive. <laughs> yeah, like, no one gives sense. a shit, and he's just but he's just back in the, the beginning. They gave a shit that he tried to hang somebody, and then that's what got yeah. him kicked out. Then he murders a bunch of people, and they're like, "Hey, we shot you. That was enough. You're back in." But yeah, it try it literally is about to throw Jet Leak on a spike and gets shot by Sylvester Stallone. It's just yeah, like, Jet Leak can't catch back, a break. Buddy. Welcome back, guy. You're back Jet Leak the- can't catch a break on this one. No, he was so. He was used as the one to take the losses. Oh, they did in all the martial arts stuff. Yeah, and like everything he's, he does, they he didn't barely give him time did any martial like arts. He barely did any martial arts. And when um, he did, there's such fast cutting, you can't appreciate it. Like exactly, kind of like an old action movie instead of uh, what's it called? Jason Statham probably got the the second most amount of screen time. Yeah, I I thought he was probably the best. Like he has corny lines, but he I mean he did his thing. Oh, his storyline was absolutely terrible. Oh, so bad. Oh, it was yeah. the worst part of the movie. Uh, I, I just like like I'm when he's like in the action and shit like that. Like I just like I was like, all right, he's the transporter again. And then like it was it was cool for me. But yeah, the his stuff with the the dude who beats his girlfriend. And shit yeah, his ex girlfriend. So, oh and, my god, that was awful. I like awful. how it the the old the old like bro ment- no, I guess not bro mentality, but the thing I was just like, all right, come on, babe, you're gonna come with me and watch me beat the shit out of your boyfriend. <laughs> Like she brings him down. Yeah, and, uh, it's, 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 it's really bad. It feels like a B movie. It feels like a straight to DVD movie in those kinds of scenes. And yeah, I sat down. Sorry, go ahead. Just same thing with the the dictator's daughter. Like all the stuff with her was not very good either. Um, I don't like her immediately. <laughs> I mean, honestly, all the stuff with the dictator was bad too. Who I like because he's from Dexter. Yeah. Um, Louise on and thing. Eric Roberts, I think, was fine. Um, like his yeah. perform, Eric Roberts' performance was fine, but um, I mean, I'm glad they used all these weird old, weird actors. 
but man, it looked low budget in some of those scenes. Yeah, and... it had, it was, I have here written down what the production call, uh, value was uh, CGI fire. Most of the fire at the end in the second half of the movie is CGI and fake, but and like blatantly fake. And uh, like when Stone Cold Steve Austin is just fighting off a, a ghost of a fire ghost is what it looks like because the flames don't actually look like they're coming off his body. It's just like poorly composited on. Uh, oh, you mean and Randy Couture fi- fights a flaming person too, doesn't he? Superman punches fucking flaming Stone Cold. Yeah, Steve that off. was Randy Couture. Yeah, 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 yeah. They they had to have Randy do an MMA thing. But you know they yeah. used another. There was another MMA fighter in it, and that was Minotauro Nagara. He was one of the uh, sold like one of the main soldiers for the dictator guy, and mm-hmm. he didn't get a fight at all. Like I don't, I don't even remember how he died. Maybe I like wasn't paying attention by that point, but. Um, I was interested. I thought he they were gonna have him and Randy fight, but uh, <laughs> didn't ha- it did not happen. Yeah, I don't even know how Randy got in this movie. Like, how do they like Terry Crews? Understand Stone Cold Steve Austin? Sure, because WWE was a lot more. Well, Randy retired, I think, right around this time. Um, <laughs> and like the MMA for the MMA fighters are getting in more movies. Uh, Rampage Jackson was in the A Team. Um, yeah. Ronda Rousey would follow in the next couple of years. Yeah. The uh, and then that one girl is in was in Deadpool and then the Mandalorian. Um, can't think of her name. Oh, oh, the um, Gina Carano. Yeah, Gina Carano. Haywire. Uh, um, the, yeah, this movie sucked ass. It, it looked like it came from the early two thousands. The is what I was trying to say. Before yeah, um, yeah, yeah. The, it does certainly not does. Look like a twenty ten movie. It, it, it looks a decade older than it is. But it's I mean, just, you have guys that like thrived in the eighties, nineties. It's like how it. how did they? Like, I want to know about how the how the budget was allocated because it has to mostly be to the wages of this cast. Yeah, and the budget was only eighty thousand, which is fairly low for an action movie of that time. Like that. Wait, is the eighty thousand is the budget of oh, the sorry, whole 80, movie? Sorry, eighty million. 80, oh 80 million. my goodness. But around that era, your action flicks are usually around like 120 to 150 million um, for your big action ones. So, like, think about at least, I would say at least $30 million of the budget went to the cast. At least. Because of them all being like. Well, this is Sylvester Stallone's passion name. project. So he probably yeah. was like probably more back end shit. Um, and that's probably why they got Randy and Terry's because they weren't quite as big a act. Uh, yeah. They're probably cheaper than getting. Having Bruce Willis or Arnold be in the main cr- squad, I don't think- probably thought, they probably paid a million dollars for Bruce Willis to be there for that one scene. Like I would not be surprised. Bruce Willis is the only other good actor in this movie, and you can just tell in that scene, like God, like Bruce is just trying to deliver these lines, but it's awful. It's so cringe and awkward. <laughs> oh my God, that scene is so awkward. I just kept shouting at the screen for it to stop. Uh, <laughs> I just, I just, it's just Arnie just literally slow walking down the pews as his dick drags. I don't him. even, he, he's like, he's like an old senile man. He's like, uh, I don't even understand what he's, his motive is here. He sh- shows up, shows up and it's like, okay, we're, you two guys are former friends. You want this mission? Uh, uh, I don't want it anyway. And they just, oh, what's up? Yeah. It's just- <laughs> it doesn't make any sense. You, you want this? 
I don't, yeah, it's bad. It's so bad. And all the acting is bad. Sense. Bruce Willis has this like horrible laugh, like Chuck Lorre's. It's like, ha, ha, ha. yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, it's <laughs> awkward as fuck. It's so awkward. He knows it's awkward, and he's just there to get that bag because this is this is the phase of his career that he's in. Bag. This is when bag yeah. getting Bruce started. <laughs> and then it was followed by many straight to DVD movies after that. <laughs> yeah, you give them a million dollars, they'll show up to anything. That's that's the word on the street. I can't but get over this picture either. It's fucking looks like pride, like pride fighting. <laughs> this movie made uh three times its budget though. Oh well yeah, because it was it. gimmick. It was the gimmick. But I, not a great Three times is not a lot of money though on this. It's only made two hundred and seventy-five million. But it's all on the yeah. gimmick. It was all on the yeah. gimmick. I can't believe they made two more. The second one, I'm pretty sure did better and is overall rated better. The everyone oh, I've talked man. to about this said watch the second one. I only have Dolphs in it. I only one. I'm only watching if Dolphs. Uh, and Dolph need... is in the second one. And then they added Jean-Claude Van Damme, Chuck Norris, Bruce Willis and Arnie are back, uh, Liam Hemsworth, Scott Atkins, Amanda Ooms, and uh, Charisma Carter. Scott Atkins? Isn't that the yeah, guy from the Party guy. of Five? I think he's the stunt choreographer, or the stunt guy, right? He, like, feels, like, he was, uh, yeah, 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 he's, um, he did the uh, blah, blah, blah. in X Men Origins Wolverine, the Ryan Reynolds uh, Deadpool. Oh, he was Deadpool terrible, um, terrible. Okay, hate him. All the karate kicks and stuff. Um. Okay. I mean, yeah, that was cool. I guess. I don't think I. I haven't. I don't have a lot to say about this movie. I didn't write down a lot of notes because it. It was. I hated it. Um, <laughs> I'm just you know, mad like about Jet Li. What? You know, like Stone Cold Steve Austin just beating girls and yeah, yeah. Stone Cold Steve Austin's character beat women every time he was on screen. Uh, Eric Roberts would be like, "I don't like to hit women," but Steve Austin says, <laughs> winks at the camera. Steve like, wink. Like, I love it. I love it. <laughs> what can I say? <laughs> well, that was a good. That was a good. Steve Austin. Two uh, beers. No, I can't do it well, but you had it for a second. Um. Yeah. Rest. Rest in peace, Jet Li. Um, they did you dirty yeah, on this one. So yeah, so dirty on this. It just That's, makes me want to watch like one of his old good movies, like the uh, Once Upon a Time in China movies. Yeah, you so. deserve a lot better. And I'm sure his. I'm sure it doesn't get better for him in later ones that he's in because there's just more people he has to share screen time with. And there's already too many in this one. There's already too many people to have this these lines. Yeah, it feels like the cast of the second one is what the, this first one should have been. Um, yeah, you really you really on the second one. You you really want it. You want to oh, see dude, it. Van Damme and Chuck Norris getting added in. That's huge. And I guess the Chuck Norris, one... I bet, is snow dogged in, just like fucking oh. Arnold. They're gonna be. Look at the poster for the second one. It looks so cool. It's yeah. There's, it's a bunch of snow dogs. They're gonna have cameos. Oh no. Um, you know it to one... be. Search your feelings. You know it to be true. Hey, the third one has Wesley Snipes. I know. I know. I looked at them. I looked at them. What was they? I. Uh, it's intriguing. The gimmick gets you still, despite having. Mel Gibson, have... Harrison Ford. Kelsey yeah. Grammer. 
Yeah, Kelsey what? Grammer, action god. Beast is gonna be in it. Frazier. Um. Wow. Let's score this thing. I got. I got nothing more to say. Oh wow. Um. Let me. Just, let me go. Unless there's something time. else. Yeah. Like unless there's something else you need yeah, to talk me... about. Go. Oh, I. I. I watched this on Hulu. I don't know what you watched this on, but they had it on Hulu for free. Uh, yes, like I watched it on Hulu. I did watch it on Hulu. And there are so many speed ramp moments in this movie. At least that's what it looked like. We know where they speed the footage up to make it seem faster. Yes, uh, I could tell so that. Much of that in the first half of this movie, on the car chase on the island the first time, and the Dolph Lundgren chase, all this it just looks so bad. Um, Mickey Rourke is the smoothest man alive. Uh, <laughs> um, yeah, it's the, very misogynist. This character is very misogynist. <laughs> Yeah, I guess that's the thing. It's cool to be. It's cool to be, or something. But he's all like beaten up about it when he's painting the guitar for the girl that left him already. So he's yeah, got yeah, already... it's ridiculous. Some old stripper. Um, I about fifty, I would say, to seventy international laws got broken when they just bombed the shit out of the fucking docks the first time they went to the island. And just like how many international laws were broken in that moment, and like no one gave a shit. Or noticed and like the fact they were they just left two guys and then they come back it's also no one noticed in that big ass plane you got jason statham just hanging out the front nose of the airplane shooting a flare gun backwards that somehow is like as i don't know it just it, the physics of it didn't make sense to me and then it's all fake flames igniting on the uh on the dock it was super super bad and dumb and didn't make sense i also don't know how they just murdered everyone in that town and just like yeah we just murdered everyone in this town there's none left. yeah they blew up like all of the the capitol building and everything um it was so shitty oh it's just so bad the nicknames are all terrible it's just oh i will say there are some john woo style gunplay in which fucking everyone just unloads a clip uh, per body for a little bit, which I thought was was a nice callback. Yeah, that yeah, that like older like eighty. That's very eighties. Mm. Yeah, just that just a bunch of really bad CGI. That's really it. Uh yeah, it was. This is the worst movie thus far on on Best Boys. Army of the Dead is a is a good. I I. I think I know. I I remember what I gave it on Letterboxd. Um. But I think you gave Army of the Dead a two. No, I gave Army. Yeah, I think I did. I give Army of the Dead a two. <laughs> what are we giving this? I don't want to. I can't talk about this anymore. <laughs> well, you can go first. Um. No, you you go first. You go first. You like this movie? Oh, I think it's dog shit. I just like. I just remember liking it a lot more when I saw. Uh, when it came out but i'm good yeah this is a two this is a solid two for me just for the and what gives it a two is the gimmick that gets keeps it from being a one i think that's i gave it a two also but it's definitely i think it's i maybe i should give it a one and a half because i think it's decently significantly inferior to army of the dead and it's just yeah. The only thing that gets it like it's watchable because you just want to see how they use all these these people that you like from actually good movies, mm-hmm. and they and it's ter- and they use them terribly. Um, so it's just for that gimmick. 
Um, so yeah, I think I'm gonna give it a two, but I uh, it's 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 only for that reason. Only for that reason. If, as a film, it's probably a one. A yeah. one and a half. I I I definitely could go never watching this again. There's not even like any cool like you know every action movie if it at least has one really cool action sequence that can like at least you know I'll come back watch that. But this is nothing. It's all boring. It's all just dumb and cheesy and just it's a bunch of old men just like jerking off in front of a mirror to themselves. Yeah, that's what it felt like. That's what it felt like. <laughs> Um, yeah, I, I, I mean, I don't really have this, uh, a burning desire to see the other ones, but I will, I will if I, if necessary, <laughs> I just want to watch it in like an MST3K style of way where it's just like, I know it's going to be horrible, but it's like, I want to see Wesley Snipes. I want to see Van Damme and, and I want to see if I get snow dog by Chuck Norris. Um, all right, let's talk, let's, let's move on. All right, uh, to a good movie. To an I've seen this movie. After this week's watching, I've now seen this movie five times. Wow! Wow! I've seen bits and pieces of it before. I, I realized as I watched it, um, but I've only seen it want uh, this once, fully from beginning to end. It was There's just a movie that when it was on, I just always watch it. There's a lot to love about it. It's a it's a really good, really good. Uh, I think it's got a lot of style, um, and but also a lot of like it's a pastiche of like James Bond and other mm. action films as well. Like this is a much better way to combine a bunch, you know, uh, pay homage to a bunch of uh, like action classics. Mm-hmm. The funny enough. The budget to this movie, which came out four years later, is the exact same as Expendables. Eighty-one million. Oh my god, it looks so much better. Right? And like, like, they great. I think spend it all on the on film, but yeah, they spent it. Oh my god. Yeah, it goes to show, and you're not massaging a bunch of egos. What you can put money to use to. Um, but uh, for those who don't know, this was based on a comic book series called The Secret Service. Um, I've never read it, but I didn't know that. Good things. This, this is a good cast, though. This actually is a good cast. Taron Egerton, Colin Firth, Mark Strong, Samuel Jackson, uh, Sophia Batella, and Michael Caine. Mark Hamill's actually is also in uh, the beginning a bit. Yeah. Um, it's good. I honestly, this was one of the. It was like honestly, like First Blood, where it was the first two acts. I'm like, this is excellent this is so much fun this is so much style um the cast is great um it's it just yeah like i said it's pays homage to so many classics like the training sequence like the test all remind it reminded me of men in black where Mm -hmm. with um when will smith has to um yeah he's like amongst all these like military elites and like where are you from he's like i'm from nypd and like they all like (laughs) laugh at him because he's dumb and then he ends up, you know, winning or whatever, um, and getting in. And this was, uh, but then once the third act came together, uh, I did have a, some more issues with it. Not enough to make me think that it's not a good movie or anything, but I fell off from maybe thinking that this is, uh, like an all time classic, um, film. 
Mm-hmm. I w- it's such a good watch. I'd recommend it to anybody. I think it's just some ob- there's some third act flaws. Um, the way they use some characters, particularly female characters, are not used um, the best uh, and not given a whole lot to do. Um, but that's I mean then I get the I get in some ways it's it's James Bond. James Bond's a man. It's a very masculine genre, so I get that in a way. Um, Colin Firth is awesome. Colin Firth is the whole reason you should go see this movie because it's so uh, cool to see him in the role like this. Yeah, he's definitely like the best part of the movie. He's super good. Is just perfect delivery of just like I'm a badass, but also the most like gentleman person. In yeah, the world. yeah, gentleman badass is the best way I describe <laughs> it. Um, what a badge of honor. Yeah, he's the whole reason to watch this movie. Um, his scenes alone, I could just shoot the church scene, which is fucking buckshit wild. Oh, um, so good. Is you could just show somebody just like those fights. It was it hang it holds up with just like those fight scenes from the raid or something. Like you just send somebody this. That's what they see. It's got a little bit of the the wanted equilibrium gun shit in it a little bit. Um, it's definitely got some of that raid John Wick style. Um, but then it's got like- you know the James Bond thing. You know. Yeah, I, but I like that it keeps it like on a lighter like. It's like still like even though it's ridiculous and so many people are dying you don't feel like horrified more just like excited of like the thrill ride of what's happening and like the way it's shot and it feels like a like, it feels like, like a, fun yeah it feels like a violent comic book um yeah where they get where it's like violent but it doesn't make you like feel it bad about it if that makes sense yeah it's fun yeah violence. it's just kind of like like this is the world that it created where it's just cartoon. Oh yeah. Cartoony. That's it. Um, and I think that goes with how it's shot too. It's very vibrant and bright. It's not like dark and gritty. Um, it's very much like, uh, just clean and pro like the, the way it's shot is also, I guess you could say is a great juxtaposition to the violence of the way it's shot is very clean and proper and, and just really nice. And then you've got all of this over-the-top violence and blood all throughout it. And it just mixes in so perfectly. Because, um, like, it knows what it is, and it's not trying to be over-serious or overly dumb and funny. It's just, like, this perfect gentleman badass of a movie. <laughs> um, so this movie is directed by Matthew Vaughn. Um, other films that he's done um, are X-Men First Class, Kick-Ass, uh, Stardust, which I actually saw a few months ago for the first time. Uh, Layer Cake, which I uh, didn't know that he did, and I've heard of it, and I would like to see it. And the sequels yeah. to Kingsman. Um, apparently, the um, apparently Layer Cake is considered the movie that got Daniel Craig the James Bond role. So I'd I'd be excited to see that. Yeah, I would put that on the list. And I and Stardust is good. Um, I would put that as worthy of seeing. It's like a a very unique fantasy epic. Um, the guy, uh, what's his name? Uh, Charlie from, uh, I forget his last name, but from, uh, Daredevil, the Netflix Daredevil, he's the lead. Mm. Robert De Niro is in it. Um, and he is uh, like a gay pirate. Uh, and he's really good. It's like one of the actual unique Robert De Niro roles, uh, up there with Cape Fear, I would say, as he's playing something that's not an Italian gangster. Um, but yeah, it's a, it's a good movie. It's not perfect by any means, uh, but it's very unique setting. Um, this weird fantasy setting, mm-hmm. um, and kick-ass I've seen, I'm not like a huge, 
Uh, I wasn't a huge I fan the of it. First one I loved. I don't think I think it's flawed. Obviously flawed, but it's a fun ride. Like it's it's a, it's like a three ish. Yeah. It's three ish to me. I don't remember. I haven't seen it in a long time. X Men First Class I probably like a bit better, but it's also same thing. It's like not a, you know not a perfect film, but it's it revitalized the um, the uh, the X Men universe for a little while, breathed a little life into it. Yeah. Um, but this, I think, is probably the best that I've seen of his. Um, Stardust, or this, is probably my favorite of his. Um, especially like just how flawlessly this whole uh, aesthetic and vibe is, is curated and perfected and, and, and set up. My issues with it are all how it, it ends up being um, carried out through the end. But, um, but I think none of that ruins it for me. This is a great ride. This is a great time. I would highly recommend checking it out and deciding for yourself there's a few things i'm gonna we're gonna need to talk i i think people should know about the movie before they see it um but uh with the ending but i think it's so much fun and it's it got edge it's got some edge but it's like like you said it's cartoony it feels like uh a, like a late 90s edgy over-the-top comic that is fun and silly and funny like a like a, the like boy the boys or something like that not as edgy as that but like yeah. it, I could feel that it is in that deep dark horse comic lane. I'm um, not yeah. sure where this comic comes from, but I want to say is, this is a Mark Miller comic. Uh, Millar, so, like sorry, Mark Millar uh, comic. I was just making sure I knew. That's what it's the same comics. thing that Kickass Icon. Yeah. That's it. Yeah. Um, um, speaking of Kickass, though, I bringing that up. And that, that being the done I think four years before this, this I feel I, like this is a cleaned up version of it. Like this is a much. This more, is much more a polished movie, well made movie, yeah. less yeah, gimm- less gimmicky, um, less uh, ha- like uh, cor- I don't know hammy. It's the word I'm looking for because it is mm-hmm. it is hammy, but in a better way, like a artful way. Um, yeah. So, yeah, I feel. I was gonna Sorry. say, I feel like Kickass is um, like I loved Kickass. I I thought it was really good, but mostly because of it, just like it was a movie that was constantly beating down the hero over and over again. Um, but it was also like funny and ridiculous. But this is more. I, this is definitely an overall better movie. Um, this is definitely like a more matured, like Matthew Vaughn trying to get like that kind of a feel and image to it. Um, yeah, I don't. I don't think Kickass is bad. Kickass is like a three. Is definitely like a three f- uh, for me, and this is definitely better than that. Um, but they still see some of that immaturity in it. Yeah, um, it's just much, much, much more mature uh, than the previous yeah. works that I've seen. Stardust even has that same feeling where I, I, I like everything that's going on, um, and I like this vibe, the, the aesthetic here. There's there is a little bit of messiness to it. I don't think the Kingsman's messy at all. Um, it's just uh, mature maturity. I think is a big part of it. I, I mean, it shows in this film with the, the handling of the female characters and um, how like how they're used to just kind of um, propel Taron Egerton's characters, Dixie's story. Taron Egerton is yeah. great, and Taron Egerton I, has had a career since this and well deserved because he's got a lot of charisma. Yeah, I was gonna say the. I, I feel like the cast as is is also what makes this so perfect because the uh, everybody's well casted. Like, 
everybody and everybody mel, uh, melds well together. Every scene, no one feels like it's stealing or anything. It all feels like it's just cohesive and just flows. Where there's no like, like no characters in the same room at any given time feel off or like it just like it is their performance just sticks out or anything because it's just so well put together. I love Sam Jackson and his lisp in this. I was gonna I, say, I, how did you feel about his lisp? Oh, I loved it. I thought it was, it was like nice to see. It reminded me of Sam Jackson in the spirit. Like obviously not the list, but like his character in this. the hand, how um, hammy is, and yeah, yeah, he's I like fun. seeing that side of things. He's definitely yeah. having fun with it. The, I didn't like him at first because it felt like he was emphasizing the lisp, like, "Hey, I got a lisp, everybody, I got a lisp." And then mm. as it went on, it felt much more comfortable. I would be curious if that was directed that way, or if that was like they filmed that one first, so he got more comfortable mm. with more natural with the lisp. Um, yeah. But yeah, it, it it works. It ends up working. Um, his character's motivations are interesting. So basically, he is a eco fascist. Um, he is environmentalist, but wants to cull the pop the poor population, not the rich apparently, um, mm. and to save the planet essentially. Um, so he's willing to commit mass genocide um, to do it. And he, he like is a tech guy. Like he owns a phone company. He kind of gives off like Russell Simmons vibes to me. Um, or like Spike, not Spike Lee, but the, the, maybe just cause it's the way he dresses and he's rich. Um, and his like, a, his like attitude. Um, but I wonder if he's channeling, was channeling something with that. Um, Sophia Batella, uh, also is an interesting character because she, uh, doesn't, she has a uh, prosthetic feet, uh, bottoms half her legs. And uh, but, but there's swords in her legs, so she like cuts people's heads off with them. And I honestly immediately thought of Oscar Pistorius, the uh, South African Paralympian who had those uh, kind of b- blades on his feet. Um, yeah, yeah. And he murdered his girlfriend. So I wondered oh, if that was an inspiration for this that. character. I think that had to be an inspiration for this character because who would? What else would make you want to think of a murderous? Paralympian <laughs> or a murderous person with prosthetic feet other than an yeah, actual if, murderer. I'm curious if that character is in the comics. Um, oh, you're right. You're right. I'll, the comic is also the comics, not that old though. The comic was 2012. So it's only two years before the film came out. Yeah. Which is weird. Um, but maybe he knew knows the author. Maybe it's the kick related to the kick-ass guy. Or Mark Millar. What else has he done? He, he, he did kick-ass. Okay, he is the kick-ass guy. Yeah, he's kick-ass, uh, the spirit, um, Sin City. Like, he's all that. that yeah, yeah. Or no, Frank Miller's Sin City. No, Frank Sin Miller. City. Yeah, let's say that's Frank Miller. He did Sin Old spirit. Man Logan. He did Old Man hmm. Logan. Yeah. Um. And, and kick-ass, though. He definitely did. Uh, kick ass um, Mark Millar so are we ready to talk about my issues yet because I do want to make sure after Atomic Blonde because a movie I didn't actually hate um, but actually hated on a lot during the podcast I want to make sure I give this its due and make sure I do tell you that it is a really good time and is a really fun movie I want to talk but so I wasn't done with Sophie Batella Sophie Batella was also in Atomic Blonde um, she was the um oh, les- yeah, she's girl. the lesbian les- love interest and she's in climax she's the lead of climax and i'm gonna make you watch that movie for the podcast probably now sooner because she keeps coming up 
Um, but man, is that movie buck wild. And every, now I see this chick popping up everywhere since then. Um, and these movies are all before climax, which is interesting. Um, I'm trying to, I don't think I have anything else to say with the cast. Mark strong was finally not playing a villain and he was good. Oh, he's Um, great. I love Merlin in this. Um, Michael Caine's fine. Older Michael Caine, old man. Did did you, uh, how did you feel about Michael Caine's heel turn? I thought it was fine. I, there wasn't like, it didn't bother me. I didn't think anything about it. It just, did you see it coming at all or? Um, I guess not really. Uh, not really. I didn't. Not really. But it didn't like blow me away. Like I was like, oh shit. Yeah, yeah. That's how I feel about it. It's just kind of like, it's like, oh well, that sucks. Okay. And then just moving on. Essentially, how I felt about it as well. Oh, okay. Damn. Um, oh, I love my. His heart stopped. Damn. <laughs> he Mike killed himself. Frank. Um. The. The the guy who plays the rival that didn't that didn't make it through and is like related to Michael Caine or something, yeah, and it comes back at the end. I yeah, that was he was. I don't know why that character stuck out to me, but I was glad he got his in the end. Yeah, the um, so yeah, so I'm curious what your gripes are. I was gonna ask earlier what your uh, what about the third act didn't you like? Okay, we're ready. We're ready for this. Curious. Okay, first. Um, I think the the elephant in the room, the anus in the room, is the <laughs> the whole anal sex joke uh, to finish out the movie. Um, there. So first, there's that. The second point is the anal sex joke. I don't know how I feel about, but there's a lot of discourse about it online. Um, there was a controversy about around the movie after it was released. I found out, and even to this day, really? Taron Edgerton gets questions about the anal sex scene in, King, in Kingsman One, and apparently <laughs> Kingsman Two references it. And and uh, <laughs> so yeah, it's a thing. Um, this, yeah, I didn't it's a hot topic. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, okay, so it's not the issue of like. So I thought it was like, oh, well, if this lady consents, like maybe she's just a freak. Uh, let me explain it for, for our guests at home. Our hero, Taron Edgerton, uh, finds a Swedish princess locked in a cell in the in Samuel Jackson, the supervillain's lair. And she was in the beginning of the movie, and she didn't cooperate, and she got fucking captured or whatever. And he goes, oh, uh, you're a prince. She says she's a princess, and he's like, oh, you're a princess. I've always wanted a kiss from a princess. Like, just joking and being... Like, he was just smiling and joking, and I mean, it was a little... Uh, it was a little weird for some to say to somebody who's been literally captured and and God knows what has been happened to them. Kidnapped is a traumatic experience. And she's just like, uh, ha, 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 if you get me out of here, we can do more than that. But it was like a desperate kind of joking but desperate thing. And then he comes back later. Or no, well, no she, she, she straight up says, "Yeah, she you, says, if you, yeah. If you save sorry. me, I'll let you fuck me in the ass." But that's what happens. Yes. Yeah. So then she says, "If you save me, I'll let you fuck me in the ass," because um, he says he's got to leave. And he comes back at the end with a bottle of champagne and a couple of glasses, and they let her out, and she's like already ready to go. And uh, they, I don't see any lube around, but apparently um, he puts it in her butt. And the, the 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 credits pretty much happen with a zoom out on her butt, um, and that's it. Like naked butt, you can almost see things in there, and um, 
Yeah. And then, well, then, and then it cuts to Mark Strong, who's just like, oh, well, I should put this away. And then yeah. closes his computer. He can see through the glasses of what he sees. Yeah, it's, uh, it was cute. It was funny they, uh, gag, but it's like realistic as in like terms of writing like it's some someone that's been put through a traumatic experience is not going to be like offering anal sex to like the first person that they see and and the first person that they see to just accept that from somebody who could be like you know mentally um not in the right place is kind of like taking advantage i think a little bit and i know so i understand that this is a modern take and what i looked into it and apparently they're trying to riff on james bond shit and how he would get sex in the weirdest ways in some of these movies mm. um, yeah yeah so i get that that's what they're channeling but it almost like is it it's not really a subversion it's just like they did it again and more explicitly and i don't know it did make me laugh. It didn't like bother me or offend me. I just wondered about it. Like, is this, uh, is this, I, mean, I feel like with fun? the, the over the top of the movie and with all the action and everything else, and there isn't really any sex throughout it at all. It just, it, it felt but like I think a, that's what uh, made it feel so out of place. It was very random. I just thought it was just like a funny little, I like, I chuckled at it. It was, I was like, Oh, that's funny. Um, because I didn't like think anything of it. Cause the way it's shot or anything, it's not like, it's not for the, none of this movie feels real. And then like with the lady's reaction, you know, she's like all smiling and everything. And so it's just like, it's kind of just like the, um, like you're, uh, the end of a night's tale, not the movie, the night's tale, but like the generic, just like a night's tale where you're just like coming home with like to grab the maiden or whatever. Um, yeah, but that's like, bad. That's not good. That's not a good representation for a modern movie. Like you're talking about uh middle ages shit. <laughs> Um, I meant just like like I don't know I guess like but it, it, it just felt like part of the it just felt like part of it if the it was, whole movie thing if it was one thing that one thing by itself it'd be like oh let's wonder about it haha ha, it's weird weird and funny but it's strange but it was the way that the like the also the female agent was used like she was like she she actually beat him so she's the best but then they like shoot her into space she gets to shoot a rocket a shoot a missile and then she's gone from the movie essentially like mm -hmm. and then taryn edgerton who is the inferior agent gets to storm the base and be do all the big f secret agent shit that you, a normal secret agent would do um mm -hmm. and it's just I, I like i get that it, he's the main character so he has to do that but you can write that in a better way or you could have had her be involved like why did he have to do it alone um or something like that um and then it, it's fine that they did it it's just like you didn't you could have used that character better if you were going to have it even have her exist at all the th the third issue was and this isn't a huge gripe either it's just something that now in the modern age we can point at and, and notice and do better um, is that all of the good guys, every single one is white. Most male. All mm. The bad guys, multiple of them are the only, I'm not even that the bad guys is that uh, the only Brown, uh, like people of color, um, not white people in the movie are bad guys. Yeah. And like that is that it's not like the if they didn't they probably wasn't thinking of it you know I imagine but in if this is I don't know, Matthew Vaughn's British um so I'm wondering this cultural. coming out 
so soon after the comic if it was just like let's just go comic for comic like or like 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 uh adapt you know like not thinking about anything else. But that's not yeah, good either I'm, if the comics like that. And I don't <laughs> think it is. I don't I I doubt that it is. Um I mean it's two years older and it's And that's I mean honestly this isn't that old this isn't that old to even um this isn't even that old to give it the full, full excuse, but it is, you know it's not egregious. I'm that's what I'm saying. I'm like this movie's racist or this movie's sexist or whatever. It's just this was made by uh like you might want to talk about maturity. Those are things I think that a more mature person would have um maybe noticed. The, the immaturity in the anal sex thing is is for sure a thing. And then, like I like old Kevin Smith stuff, uh you know, the good ones. I like dirty things and I like sexy th- sex things and I like whatever, but um, and like I said, this didn't bother me. This didn't ruin the movie for me. Um, but those were a couple of things like that I noticed in that regard. And then I just like, I wasn't as engaged into what was happening, like with this party and like the, the exploding head thing was really cool. Um, I like that. Even though it was weird, shitty CGI, it just worked for me. Um, yeah. like the clouds, I liked it a lot. Um, there's a lot to like, even in the end, it just felt, um, like it, like I thought they were gonna do um more with it, or they were gonna just do it better, and just did, I don't know, it didn't feel executed well to me. I'm having a hard time articulating my exact gripes beyond those that were obvious to me, um, but it didn't it didn't engage with me as the first two acts did, where I was like this, it was just like first blood rubbing, like this is I I messaged you like this is great, this film is really good, mm-hmm. um. And this is so got so much style, and it's got like Edgar Wright vibes a little bit. It's got, um, it's got a lot going on, and I want to see more from. I want to see the sequel. I want to see more from this universe. I want to see more from Matthew Vaughn. I think this is a really good movie. It just misses the mark a little bit in that third act for me, and that takes it away from being great. Because like, you like my great, my great tier. Yeah, it's just so right the real under question that. Is- the real question is, how did you feel about the final fight between Eggsy and the scissor lady? The the or the sword on her legs lady. I wasn't invested in it really. I feel like there I wasn't like invested in it for some reason. I didn't hate it. I didn't but uh But he just yeah, ki- was- he just kinda kicked her ass after she was kicking everyone else's ass. Yeah, the uh, I will just say that the only the out of that what I I genuinely liked was I like harpooning Samuel Jackson with one of her legs. I liked that it uh, made him puke. Cool. I I liked that it made him puke because he's squeamish. That it's like <laughs> that stuff with his character I thought was really cool. And it's like and I'm sure there's other villain examples that are sim not the same but maybe kind of similar. But I really thought it was nice to have a villain that was um, intellectual and. Um, you know, uh, intellectual and, but not like, you know, down with murder and whatever. Like he's, it's like, it's almost a little neoliberal and that, but, but, um, I don't, I I don't think it, it, I don't know, it's to the detriment of the character at all. Um, the one thing I see in criticism from people, and this one I don't agree with, is that the villain is purposely made an environmentalist to be like, because this is like a pro-conservative 
movie with how they treat men, white men, particularly um, how mm-hmm. women and how women are portrayed in the film and, and, uh, and that more old school traditional sense. And I saw people try to argue that because that Samuel Jackson being a black environmentalist and rich man, that and being the bad guy of the movie, that that makes this pro or that this makes us conservative. And I don't think that I don't I, think I probably wasn't even a thought in making this, like, especially whenever you're adapting from another material, I, well, I there's politics lot... involved. There's politics, oh, whoever sure. made it originally or, or hmm. I don't know um, what's in the front of the movie and what's not, but um, politics the... is definitely involved. But I think that Samuel Jackson's character, the fact that he's willing to only save the billionaires is not um a pro it's not a socialist thing at all it's not anywhere near that it's anything yeah it's eco-fascism which you know just because people just because democrats or liberals or socialists are pro-environmentalism doesn't mean that Mm. they are pro uh, saving the billionaires and killing the poor people to save yeah yeah Uh, and a lot of time in like in casting stuff with direction stuff a lot of it's just like oh this guy would be great playing this character and like that's like the thought going in not like oh him being a environmentalist and also being uh uh, a person of color oh that's is this gonna look bad no it's like oh sam jackson's gonna be awesome in this this is written for him yeah but we have to do that stuff now you have you have to do that stuff now because it's like oh yeah nowadays for sure i mean it's like when you're looking back on something it's like you have to look through the mindset of the filmmakers at the time but Um, it's not this isn't that long ago and i think that i i think this could have done i think this could have done better even for the time it got criticism for these things at the time it's not like Mm. this is retroactive just my retroactive criticism this is stuff that i saw that i was like yeah there's a point Mm. there it doesn't mean that this is a bad movie it doesn't mean Mm. that people shouldn't like laud this it's just something to consider when when you make more if when a movie is more movies are made because like uh in the past representation was important you know we want to have diversity and mm-hmm. representation and in characters but now we're at a point where it's not just about them being in like people of all backgrounds being in it or having characters of these backgrounds they also have to be used properly like they can't yeah. be caricatures or the stereotypes um reinforcing stereotypes and it is complicated and there is a level that is beyond that people expect and you know the social media verse from things that they're just is not attainable but there is i think th- there are instances where we can do better and i think this movie has a few but also, I understand what they're trying to, what he's trying to do with it, and if that's part of the vision, not that it's part of the vision, not making brown people the bad guys, but maybe how mm. he uses women, maybe it's part of it, and they're trying to, he's trying to do something with it. And but um, I was talking to Riss about it, and she just brought up a good point that sometimes when people try to do something new with an old thing that is kind of um, not in good taste anymore and they try to like re like bring it back or reframe it recontextualize Mm -hmm. it for it to to make it work again um but sometimes if you don't do that properly and execute that properly um it can end up reinforcing that original thing um and i don't know if this necessarily does that all i'm saying is that that is things that we should consider um in in our media but yeah doesn't make me hate the movie. I'm, I'm I loved it. I loved it. 
Yeah, I'm. Uh, I definitely see where you uh, where you're coming from on that. That's that stuff does make sense. The um, but also over overwhelmingly just enjoyed it. It's a great it's ride. Fun. It's so much um, fun. Yeah, it's 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 so many good action sequences. Like the very first like one where it just kind of goes from. Oh God, I thought I got disconnected when rhythm left. <laughs> uh, like the very first like real big action sequence where uh, they're in the bar. Uh, in Colin Firth's character, uh, what's his name, Galahad? Uh, yeah. When he's uh, the the dudes who are friends with the guy banging Eggsy's mom come in to to fuck him up, and he's just like, "I've had a really bad day. Can we not do this?" Yeah. And they're just like, and they're scene. just like, "No." And that's the whole manners make the man thing. Like, oh, that was so. That just set the tone of what the whole rest of the movie is like, and. Uh, and it's so good. It's such a perfect way to just kind of like, this is what you're getting in for. Prepare for it for the rest of the movie. Yeah. Um, Colin Firth, Taron Egerton are awesome. Samuel Jackson's great. Um, yeah, the whole, I mean, a lot of the cast um, is great. Mm. Um, I love, like I said, I love the training, uh, the training test sequence. Um, probably my best, my favorite part of the movie other than the Colin Firth fights. Um, but yeah, loved it. If you were faced with shooting a pug, could you? If you if you were told if you were in the oh, situation, I I was literally screaming, "Don't do it, Digsy! Don't do it!" Fucking. If that was Bernie or Coop, no fucking way. I'd be like, "See ya, oh, yeah, see ya." I'll be poor the rest of my life. Fucking <laughs> um... okay, yeah. The uh, the I, I the pug. I just don't like pugs, but I yeah. I don't think I could shoot it. It'd be. I'd feel too bad. Um, Fuck you, Michael Caine. You shoot a pug. The um, second, I I was reading in the second one. Apparently, it's not quite as good as the first one, but still, they say good. It's, um, it's, it's a, due to studio interference, it got it became worse, is what I read. Um, I, I I'm looking in the poster. Apparently, Colin Firth comes back. Yep. Um, and Channing but, Tatum's in it. Yeah, I see that Channing Tatum. He's the American Kingsman. Yeah. Um, I think is. Oh yeah, that, that is what that that is. They were cowboy, like rangers or whatever. Yeah, yeah. I can't remember what it is. Yeah, I'm, I would like to see more. Like to see more. It was good. Wasn't. Um, it didn't end up hitting the top tiers of Boomfest for me. I thought it was about to. Um, but it end. But it's just miss just under that. Um, so I'm gonna. I think I'm ready to score it. If you're ready. Yeah, I'm ready. Uh, I'm gonna give this a fucking solid four wow i give this a three and a half um for yeah reasons stated yeah i understandable most people gave it a four um letterbox has it average 3.7 uh, i didn't do review roundup for the last one but <laughs> ralph movie maker's got a three and a half stuckman's four jeremy john's five five jesus christ jeremy john's sucks there you you heard it here carson has three everybody likes different things <laughs> mark kermode three i hate everything three and patrick willems four um oh uh, yeah i can see yeah, i can see if you really liked it again good good for you yeah, if you really like kick ass, kick ass, you'd love this. And this is better than kick ass. Kick ass, I yeah. looked back. I gave kick ass a three, so I give this a three and a half. Market improvement, um, definitely from the Vaughn's the Vaughn God. Um, so now that we've done that, let's 
talk about Boomfest as a whole and how what was your favorite of these um um especially oh, considering wait the ones that you've seen for the first time um i would say it's probably either the killer or no it's yeah it's the killer for me i'm trying to remember i'm trying to i, I had to close twitch because my internet was looking at shit i'm just looking trying to think of the the list um Thomas Blom was good, but definitely not the best. Um, what's it called? Heat, definitely not the best, at least in my opinion. Um, if, you, if it was heat's below it, Rambo, but it's it's above everything else for me. If it was, um, if it was, if Heat was just the the bank heist thing, like when they're, they're doing the shootout in the thing in the middle of the street, maybe, but. He, I just got so bored in the last hour of heat. Um, I probably yeah, do. I'm... I probably do killer, Rambo, Heat, Kingsman, Dread, Raid, Atomic Blonde, Expendables. I think I would do. Yeah, yeah, the killer. I have my overall ranking on up on the screen. Yeah, I see it. I I would say the killer is definitely the the best of the of Boom Fest. Killer is my I'd number two of all of Best Boys right now. Yeah, I would probably do Kingsman second, and then uh, Kingsman over Rambo over First Blood I, is wild. I like I like the more the the more fun movies like that. That's that's just more my steez. Yeah, Rambo's you, definitely you like good. you like fun popcorn movies. I I'd put Rambo probably at three then. Followed by uh, Dread, The Raid, Heat, Atomic Blonde. No, that's fine. Um, Dread and (laughs) Raid over Heat is crazy. Um, But, but yeah, that's fine. Rambo, yeah, is is my number. Overall film, but I had more in the Raid. But... Overall, though, it was a fun, fun time. Definitely have different movies I want to pick for next year. Um, yeah, yeah, we should do Point Break for sure. That Point yeah, Break, Die Hard, Expendables two, definitely di- one of the Die Hards. Yeah, we could um, do a Die Hard. Yeah, we could Terminator. Do we could do um, oh, Aliens. That... Is technically an action movie. Yeah, the we should do the first movie. one first. But um. um that's my problem with some of those. Like, I want to do the whole series. Well, that was luckily Alien and Aliens are so like completely different tonally, and like you could watch them independently and it'd be fine. It is fine, uh, but I I watched them originally in production order, and I think that's the best way to do it. Um, yeah, I I went on a whole Aliens binge after Dad got that the Blu-ray set of them. The yeah, third one's not even that bad. The third one is not that bad. It's not good. It's fu- it's fucked up, but it is way better yeah, than any of the ones that come after. Oh god, yes. It's like I would say Prometheus is like the closest thing to come to three. Yeah. I would say it's they're almost on the same tier for me. Covenant could have been so much better, but it just it just got I did not like what they did with David. Alright. Alright. Cut it. Save sorry. it for the alien episode. Uh <laughs> so all right what do we want we've been talking about what we want to do over the next few weeks 
Um, we just figured out we're going to do Green Knight and Pig next week. Some other movies we were talking about recently um, uh, was Zola uh, was one. Um, Space Jam was one. Um, Twilight. Well, yeah, so that's the other thing we were talking about uh, the first time we were recording. And this is actually the second time we tried to record. And um, our girlfriends want us both to watch Twilight. I actually watched Your Movie Sucks Twilight um, like commentary thing, and it's hilarious. It looks like the funniest fucking movies, um, uh, and I really want to see them. And, but so we don't bad. think that it's worth tying up the podcast. I don't think it's worth um, you know watering down. Like We're trying to watch good movies, and I don't, I don't want to make it into mystery science theater shit. Um, or like, uh, best of the worst on red letter media. I like that. I just don't want to do that too. Um, so maybe we'll do a separate thing. Like where we, we chronicle our thoughts on the, the twilight series. Mm-hmm. And cause I would be down to do that. Cause we're going to, I'm going to have to watch it soon. Yeah. It's, I just You've watched the first begun. one this past week and it's, it's, Oh God, dude, the color grade alone makes me throw up my mouth. Uh, yes, it's colored terrible. Yeah, everything about the movie yeah, is complete uh, yeah, yeah. I feel like I could make a good, better movie. Um, like, like, right with what I own. Um, yeah, it's yeah, it wouldn't be hard. You just need the locations. The yeah. Um. All right. So next week, Green Knight and Pig. I'm super excited. I've already seen Green Knight, so I only got to watch one more. Um. Are you you're uh are you gonna be busy next week? Or are you gonna have time? I'm yeah no I'm, I can watch this week. I'm uh I fly out Thursday, uh and then I have all day Thursday. I'm just getting COVID tested Thursday, and then I work Friday Saturday, and then I'm I don't fly back until I don't leave LA until 4 p.m. your time Sunday. Um, oh yeah, we so need I'll... to set up a uh. A uh, mini night. Me and Riss actually started painting miniatures. So we've. Oh, wow. um, oh yeah, it's happening. We are full. We are balls deep in the hobby right now. I finally yeah. stopped putting it off. Um, we've been playing cards a lot lately, like uh, Rummy and shit. We play Magic. We play Magic all night last night. Nice. Um, made some new decks. But all right, I think that's it. Um, I don't got nothing left. Um, make sure you follow us, uh, Slob Thomas for the Twitch, um, Slob Thomas for me on everything else. Corey, Corey with Corey with a story for me on IG and YouTube. And if you aren't fo- subscribed to us on YouTube, this is the best place for uh to be following us on. Um, but also for their audio listeners. Um, we're on all that as well. All right. See you next week. Uh, we got Green Knight and Pig. And uh, yeah, thank you for booming. Have, Have a be- great time. Be yeah. safe out there after all that booming. You need to take a break, everybody. You need to take a rest. Boomer bus. Yeah. A lot Boomer. of explosions. Get your ears checked out. Boomer you might bus. Have a- you might have Kotor ass ear. Yeah. <laughs> all right. That was a good one. <laughs> Later.